interested in making your own podcast too? Download Anchor. I released every episode of Nevertheless She Persisted through Anchor and I love it. It's free, you can edit and publish your episodes from anywhere, and they put my podcast on every listening platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google. I definitely recommend it. They also have cool background musics, transition musics, and you can record sponsorships like this one. Be sure to check it out. It has everything you need for your podcast. Download the free Anchor app in the App Store or wherever you get your apps or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's anchor.fm. Hi. Hello. Welcome back to Nevertheless, She Persisted, a podcast with Sadie Sutton. Today I'm here with Kayla. Hello. And we're going to talk about anxiety and worries and what it's like to have anxiety, experiences. All that jazz. All the fun things. So I'm 16. I'm 15. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit, brief bit about yourself. So I grew up in Texas and I've lived my entire life there. Uh, my parents got divorced whenever I was in fifth grade. Um, and my mom is still currently living in the house that I came home from the hospital to. So, yeah. I don't know. My world's been pretty small up until the past year, whenever I, like, started my whole treatment journey, like, going to outpatient and then wilderness and now here at a boarding school. So, yeah. Cool. I I don't know. Should we just start at the beginning? Yeah, sure. What is, like your first memory of, like, being anxious or having anxiety about something. Um, I always think these are so funny because they're, like, over the worst things ever. (laughs) Um, whenever I was in, like, kindergarten, I remember being, like, like, coming home from school and telling my mom about all these cool girls who had, like, cool clothing and, like, me wanting to be like them and small things like that. Like, I remember one girl got an iPod for, in one of her Easter eggs, I think, and I was like, that is what? so cool. I know, right? In an Easter egg? I know, that's, that's oh, really ridiculous. That? <laughs> it's really stupid, but at the time I was, like, so jealous, and I was like, Mom, Well, I'm like, jealous. I'm, I know, right? <laughs> like, I just want to be them. And she was like, like, you need to be yourself. And I was like, but I want myself to be them. Yeah. Um. So that's probably, like, my first dosage of me not being comfortable with myself and me, like, wanting to be other people, which I consider anxiety. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know when I was really, I think it was, like, first grade, but I had a group of friends, and it was, like, when people were starting to do sleepovers, I was, like, only one year into this school, but this girl, like, major Disney fanatic, like, Disneyland every weekend, all that kind of stuff, and she was, like, I'm having this sleepover, okay and she was like it's on like tuesday or something which was like a school night and i was like okay and she was like it's gonna be so fun we're gonna camp in the backyard and we're gonna put balloons on top of the tent and we're gonna fly to disneyland like an up and then we'll wake up and we'll go skiing and sing with the chipmunks from the squeakles and i was like oh okay okay i'm I'm coming No, I was like, yes, all right. And I, like, went home, and I was like, Mom, she's having... I don't... Should I say a name? Go for it. 
I was like, Mom, Mackenzie's, like, having the sleepover. Like, I, I, I have to go. She was like, I haven't heard anything about it. Like, I haven't gotten an email. Um, and I was, like, literally in the first grade. Like, no one goes to someone's house. <laughs> the parents mm-hmm. have communicated. And I was like, she, she told me. Like, she, she said it's happening. We're going in the tent to Disneyland. Like, I have to be at the sleepover, <laughs> Mom. Um... And she was like, I'm sorry, like, you can't go unless I hear something about it. And so I remember going to school next day, and I was just so anxious that people were going to be going, and I wasn't. And I had to, like, tell them, I'd be like, I-, I can't go to the sleepover. And I was just, like, so upset about it. Um, But the... And then a couple days later, I was talking about it with my other friend who was supposed to go, and she was like, you know, my mom said I could go also, but then... Your mom talked to Mackenzie's mom, and Mackenzie's mom had no idea. So then she was calling all these moms, and I almost showed up at her house for no reason. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh. So there was no was fly to Disneyland, oh. but I had hope. Oh, man. I want to fly to Disneyland in a tent. Yes. Yeah. so awesome. Yes. That was a really long story, so I was anxious that I'd be, like, missing out on have yeah. to tell people that I couldn't do something that other people Yeah, dude, do. FOMO is real. The yeah. fear of missing out is, like, totally a thing. Yeah. And it's, like, I, like, hate that term so much. FOMO. Because you, yeah, you yeah. always think of it as, like, oh, fear, like, you're gonna see people hanging out. Mm-hmm. But, like, whenever I get that, I'm, like, literally sitting in the same room and I'm, like, yeah. I'm just not, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for me, it's, like, anything from, like, I don't know, going to a restaurant and, like, seeing my friends hanging out without me mm-hmm. or, like, I don't know, they're they're all, like, simultaneously not texting me and I'm, like, they're totally, like, talking about me on a different group chat or something. Or even, like, sitting in the same room with them and they're having a conversation about something that I have nothing, like, I don't know anything about. Yeah. So, yeah. You literally, yeah. every single flavor of social anxiety that could possibly exist is present. <laughs> For me, I never realized that, like, what I was having was anxiety until after the first time I was in the hospital, because before then, I was just, like, in, like, a constant state of, like, numbness and depression, Mm -hmm. and then after that, I understood what was going on, so it lifted, like, I wasn't just, like, numb and misunderstanding, but Mm -hmm. I was, like, it immediately reverted to anxiety, and it was constantly in flux if I was too depressed to be anxious about something, or I was so anxious, Mm -hmm. um... Which, like, really didn't make a whole lot of sense, but I just remember after that point, like, my parents noticed that I was much more fidgety and restless. Anxiety, like, took much more attention from me than, like, mm-hmm. it did before. Yeah, um, for me, like, I didn't even know that anxiety was, like, a term. Yeah. Um, and until I was in, like, second or third grade, mm-hmm. and then... Whenever I did figure out it was a term, I thought, like, this is an adjective, and I didn't know that it was a, like, considered a mental illness Mm -hmm. or something like that until, like, eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. So, pretty late into my anxiety spiel did I even know that it existed. Yeah. So, I feel like that was kind of, like, I don't want to say incapacitating, but, like, kind of limited me because I thought that it was... A normal thing mm-hmm. that just no one talked about, which kind of played to me having, like, really, really um, struggled throughout my life with, like, sharing my emotions and being vulnerable with people. Yeah. So, yeah. What did, like, that anxiety look like for you? Like, what did that feel like? It presented in so many ways. It would be, like, 
me struggling to wake up for school in the mornings. It would be Because me. you were, like, too anxious. You were anxious about, like, what would happen at school. Uh, all of the things. Yeah. Like, me avoiding schoolwork and then me getting extremely anxious about having to tell my teachers that I didn't do my homework. So, an obvious solution in my eyes was just to not go to school and then I would miss more and then it would just be, like, this terrible yeah. downward spiral. And then my social life, I just constantly assumed that everyone hated me at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, which I convinced myself was so I wouldn't ever be disappointed, in quotes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in reality... I've used that it, one before. Yeah. Expect the just, worst. Something better is always gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, totally. Um, but I just, like, lived a life of disappointment and sadness and fear. Yeah. Um, and never really had any true friends because I never really trusted anyone. Yeah. So, yeah. It's manifested in all of the ways. Yeah. I remember for me... Like, now I'll notice when I get anxiety, um, like, I'll get, like, I, like, butterflies, but much mm-hmm. worse, like, my stomach will just flip yeah. and hurt, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, when, and that is me, like, being, like, genuinely nervous but excited mm-hmm. about something, I would say... After I was in the hospital and after I started experiencing anxiety more, mm-hmm. the influx of the two was because it was picking, choosing between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. Like, anxiety was an emotion that wasn't depression and wasn't shame or sadness or something mm-hmm. like that. And so I would have all these anxieties about the weirdest things. Part of it was OCD, like, mm-hmm. all these intrusive thoughts about, like, Someone's gonna come through the door right now and kill me. Yeah. Um, so, like, all these really bizarre scenarios that I would come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of it was just anxiety with something so immediate and concrete um, like that I could be it. worried about. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like it's so I would be stuck in my head. It would just be like, mm-hmm. I can focus on this right now and I'm anxious about it. Um, but, yeah, I know, like... I, in, like, that year of eighth grade, like, I had my first, like, panic attack, Mm -hmm. um, after an argument with my parents, and I don't remember what it was about at all. It was, like, it's probably messing super stupid, (laughs) um, but they just weren't listening, and I, my, like, dad left and went back to his room, Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, mom, like, he just won't listen, I, like, I don't, he just won't listen, um, like, you don't understand, you, like, I just couldn't make them get what I was saying, mm-hmm. and I just got, like, more and more worked up, like, I would when I was a little kid, where you'd get so upset that when you were crying, instead mm-hmm. of sobbing, like, <laughs> yeah. like, you just, you just everything was a hiccup and a hyperventilating and yeah. crying, um, God, so yeah, like, so I know when I was, like, a baby, baby, my parents would put me in my room, and I'd be so, like, I don't want to go to bed, like, this is not, I would be angry at them about something, mm-hmm. and I would just sit, um, I had a little gate on my room, and I would sit there and cry and cry and cry, and I'd pound on the door, and I would cry, and I'd get, like, these hiccup mm-hmm. sobs, and I remember that from when I was little, but it yeah. hadn't happened in, like, ten years, yeah. um, and here I was, like, upset about something, and all of a sudden I'm, like, Like, I can't breathe. Like, I don't know what's happening. Um, And I just remember, like, she was like, okay, lay down, lay down. She, like, put me on my bed and was like, I was like, I just can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't stop crying. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like, okay, okay. It took me, like, 45 minutes to, like, fully calm down. And I was like, I don't even know. Like, Mm -hmm. 
because then I was anxious that I couldn't breathe and what was happening and I was like wait she's leaving where is she going um and so it was like it kind of was like that um and so after that first time it got to a point where that would happen more and more often Mm -hmm. um and then towards the end of that year when I was still pretty depressed and anxiety surfaced a lot more for me and also I think when we both say anxiety we're not Mm. talking about like I mentioned like butterflies about being nervous for something yeah people use it interchangeably yeah and it's really really different yeah like this was a consistent fear of everything that was impacting my life as I'm sure yeah significantly impacted yours Mm -hmm. as well it's the difference like that's totally the difference between anxiety and being nervous because being Mm -hmm. nervous is like Like having anxiety test tomorrow and like yeah you're anxious or you have anxiety yeah and then it's like I am legitimately scared of failing and I don't know like how it's irrational yeah Mm -hmm. it's completely irrational Yeah. yeah and I know like when I talk about this time it's when I had been diagnosed with anxiety and at different times panic disorder because I was so scared that every time I went mm-hmm. somewhere it would happen again. But um, anxiety was something that was just so much more at the forefront of every interaction I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, for me, it would look like in like less situations, I would just get really upset and I'd be crying um, and my skin would crawl. That was like mm-hmm. the biggest one for me where I just felt like there was stuff on me. Um, and there were, like, thoughts in my head, and everything was on the outside, but I could, nothing could, like, reach me. Yeah. Um, and then some of the worst, like, ones when I would get really anxious was, I don't even know if you could call it being anxious, but I remember I would be super depressed, um, or upset about something, and I would just get completely stuck in my head with anxiety, mm-hmm. and I would, like, be, like, sitting somewhere, and couldn't get out of my head. I would just be sitting there and thinking about all the different scenarios and anxieties about things that would happen and not be able to move. I'd be like, all I have to do is just, like, take a deep breath in or move my hand. And I was like, I can't, like, I can't do it. Like, I just, I was so trapped. Yeah, I literally know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I would do it, I would, like, lay on my bed and I would, like, Mm -hmm. stare at the ceiling and I would be like, there are so many things I have to do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to turn in, like, 12 different papers at school. Yeah. Like, I'm falling behind in all my classes, and I would go through every single mm-hmm. thing that I deemed as wrong yeah. or that shouldn't be in my life, and I would just lay there, and I'd feel paralyzed, and, like, yeah. I couldn't breathe, I couldn't think, I couldn't blink. I would just, like, stare, and yeah. I'd be, like... Your I would, brain like, would just going as fast as it could, yeah, and, and nothing I just, like, else. Couldn't. Yeah, and Like, I could not yeah. move. And every now and then... um. Like, I'll wake up, and that'll still happen. I'll be like, oh, I have to go to school today. And then mm-hmm. I'll be laying down. I'll be like, all I need to do is move, and once I can move, I can, like, get up and start mm-hmm. my day. And I'm like, I just, like, I can't move. Like, I don't want to move, and it's yeah. just not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> of course it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll notice the same thing. Like, every so often, I'll just be saying, like, gosh, I'm like, I don't want to get up. Or, like, it's just, like, that split second where things are still going on in your head, and mm-hmm. you can see the wheels turning, and if I let it go any further, it'll go down that but I just, like, I just make some random movement quickly, Mm -hmm. just, like, get out of that cycle. Yeah, it almost feels like a shiver. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, like, that for me was, like, what the, like, worst of, like, panic attacks looked like. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I mean like having anxiety like now towards certain things looks so different like I know like say like um <laughs> I get anxious about going back home and mm-hmm. starting in a new school everything like that and I'm nervous about it it's also so different from mm-hmm. like whenever you were a kid mm-hmm. like if you don't mind me sharing yeah. like um I remember like while you were talking about it like two instances like whenever I was a child that like really were like this is a symptom of a kid who has mm-hmm. anxiety. Um, and, like, me having panic attacks as a kid. I, in fact, I remember my first one that I, like, didn't even realize was a panic attack, but it totally is. Um, yeah. So, first story is, whenever I was really young, um, I used to not be able to go to bed whenever, like, my parents didn't tuck me in. Uh, so only until I was, yeah. yeah. Only until I was, like, five, but... I just have, like, these memories of me sitting at the end of the hall mm-hmm. um, that, like, led to my room because my bathroom light, my brother and I shared a bathroom, and our mm-hmm. bathroom light would, like, shine out to the end of the hallway, but you couldn't see the rest of the house. It was just, like, pitch black, and I was terrified of the dark. Um, so I remember sitting, like, crisscross at the end of this hallway, like, at the end of the light, mm-hmm. just staring into, like, this vast darkness <laughs> that was the rest of my yeah. house, and just, like, calling my mom's name for, like, what felt like hours, yeah. and her just not responding and not responding, and me just, like, I'm, like, like, thinking that she's dead, or, mm-hmm. like, oh my god, like, a murderer came and, like, killed my parents, or, like, yeah. I was, like, I don't know, probably four in this memory, but, like, oh my god, like, zombies came, like, you know, super yeah. rational like, kid stuff, but it was weird, and I remember being, like, terrified out of my wits and just, like, calling her name, like, over mm-hmm. and over and over. You seemed the worst immediately. Yeah. yeah. And it was just weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just an interesting thing that just popped up. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the second part is I remember whenever, God, I must have been in, like, second grade, but every year before school, of course, since I was, like, growing so fast, I'd have to buy a new pair of shoes, Mm -hmm. and I always wore, like, black flats to school, because I went to a private school, and, like, there was a uniform and all Mm -hmm. that jazz, um, so every August, we would go buy buy a new pair, Jesus, I cannot talk, (laughs) buy a new pair of black flats at the shoe store, um, and I remember one year, I had really liked the flats from, like, second grade, and I was going into third grade, and my mom was telling me to buy a new pair, and, like, we needed to throw these out, and mm-hmm. I was like, but mom, I really like these, and she was like, no, like, we're gonna throw them away, we're gonna give them to Goodwill, but, like, you can't have these anymore. Yeah. And I remember, like, us having a discussion about it for, like, five to ten minutes, and then me putting my shoes in their shoebox and throwing them as far as I could under my bed so she couldn't reach them. Yeah. And, like, she got under there, and she, like got them out, and she was like, Kayla, like, I don't understand what you're being like this, like, we really just need to throw these away. Yeah. And I remember, like, grabbing the box out of her hands, and, like, sitting on the ground, and curling up around it, and, like, screaming and crying, and being like, no, mom, like, you can't take these from me, and we, she was like, Kayla, I don't understand why you're overreacting <laughs> so much, and I was like, I, I don't know why I'm doing this either, like, yes. I just, I need these shoes, and you just don't understand, and it was like, 45 minutes, I just <laughs> cried and screamed about these shoes, and it was very obviously not about the shoes, yeah. but I just, like, I was definitely having What do you think it was about? And, I don't know. Maybe, um, it could have been about, like, 
throwing away something that I deemed as like this is part of my new cool self that I think people will like and like mm-hmm. I can't get rid of this. Yeah. Because I feel like people accept me whenever I have these things. Because mm-hmm. I remember this girl, Ashlyn Dickens, she was like the it girl at mm-hmm. my school and she was like, Oh, are those Steve Madden flats? Like I really like those. <laughs> and I was like, Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so that could be part of it. See, I had the same thing with my, um, light-up Skechers. Oh, Twinkle Toes. Twinkle Toes. Oh, my God. I got really into them. Yeah, they're pretty great. I need to get me some Twinkle Toes. No. (laughs) (laughs) Those stay in the first grade forever. Oh, my God. They're so great. But it could be that, or it could be, like, moving on to, like, a future that I wasn't comfortable with, or, like, going into third grade was, like, deemed as... I don't know. I had a brother that was a year older than me, so he was always just in the grade that was higher than mine, and he would always tell me how terrible it was and how much he hated it, and I would always be, like, really scared to go, like, move yeah. up to the next so not grade. want to let, not wanting to let something go that symbolized, yeah. like, the, yeah. And that totally could have been part of it. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I, like, absolutely freaked out about it. It was not good. Yeah. But, yeah. Ooh. Um... So another little puzzle piece of myself, um, the second or third time I was in the hospital and at residential, I was diagnosed with OCD, Mm -hmm. um, which as you might know is another anxiety disorder. So that was kind of what I understand now is my entire, I functioned and lived my life to optimize for not feeling my emotions and getting Mm -hmm. control and any way possible. Oh my god, I completely understand that. Yeah, um, because they were just so uncomfortable. I feel them so strongly, and they don't make sense, and they're just awful. Mm-hmm. So why would... Yeah, just, just don't... They don't yeah, exist. It's fine. Don't worry so, about So, 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 so ineffective. Mm-hmm. But in the short term, it worked. Yeah. Um, so when I was younger, um, that looked like... I don't even... That looked like arguing with my siblings, um, or focus, I don't really know, not really when I was younger, but now I see that come up with pushing away people in relationships and not wanting to empathize because that Mm -hmm. would require me to feel an emotion, or making others feel worse because then that's an emotion I'm in control of, Mm -hmm. um, and anxiety was an influx that wasn't depression and wasn't any deeper core issue, Mm -hmm. um, so OCD was just and all those compulsions, whether it be counting or tapping or hand washing or intrusive thoughts, all of those were just another further way to gain control and not have to feel an emotion and just have something mm-hmm. that I could hold on to. Um, and so it's kind of like, I don't know, like for so long that was what I was defined by was like depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. But all of that was just a way that it all presented. Like, I'm just someone that doesn't think that they deserve to be loved and having emotions is Mm -hmm. a weakness and isn't perfection, which would make me less deserving of that. So why would I possibly want that? Mm -hmm. Um, And everything else was just a domino effect. Yeah. But, yeah, that was, like, another little part of anxiety. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, like, somewhat recently, anxiety has showed up in, like, me trying to 
shove back my emotions, specifically being my anxiety. So, because it makes me feel, it's like, it's like this, like, big, tumultuous, like, blob, I guess, that kind of, like, seeps over you and takes control over, like, every part of your body. Um, so, I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I used to, um, like, try to cause physical pain to myself to like I deemed it as this moment of like clarity mm-hmm. I thought you were that, in control of it yeah it was something that I controlled and mm-hmm. I knew that if I did this thing then it would cause this thing and then that would like cease my anxiety and make me feel in control of the situation and I would feel like okay like I can I can control this and that's fine and I'm fine and this mm-hmm. is okay um, so it originally started out as me picking every part of my body. Um, I would like, whenever I was in like sixth or seventh grade, my dad would always have like those useless plastic water bottles everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I would take the caps and I would just have like an itch on my leg and I would sit there and scratch at it for like hours and hours with those plastic water bottle mm-hmm. caps and like have like these giant like gashes in my legs, uh, because of it. And then it came to picking at my arms and at my face um, and, like, getting every imperfection out that I possibly could, um, and then later, like, right before I was sent to wilderness, it came to, like, cutting and being, like, if I can get, like, my nerves to react in a certain way, like, this is fine, I got it, Mm -hmm. like, this is okay, um, and I remember in wilderness I wrote, like, this long journal entry to my parents about how pain is, like, clarifying and it's, like, the greatest thing ever. It was really creepy. Like, it was yeah. actually terrifying to read. But, yeah. Um, it was, like, a genuine... It was where you were at. It was a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still experience moments, like, since I've been here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like... I went snowboarding. Um, like, it, it probably happened in, like, January. Um, and I was going down this block that I'd been on before. Which one? And it was Evans Heaven. Oh. <laughs> and I smacked into this tree. Like, I came around this corner, like, absolutely flying, and I slammed into this tree, and I screamed a very specific word that I will not repeat, um, and I sat on the ground, and I thought I'd broken something. I hadn't. I just got, like, really, really giant bruises. Um, and I cried and cried and every single emotion that I'd been stuffing down for like months and months and months just all came up and I was like, one of the staff members that was there was Casey. Mm -hmm. Um, she, I'm really close with her. So like she and I talked about it. Um, and we kind of held back our entire group for like 20, 25 minutes, but (laughs) that's okay. (laughs) Um, and so I still see like moments like that of, like, immense pain as, like, super clarifying, um, yeah. and it still really helps me, which is not healthy at all, but I haven't really found a way around it, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, at the beginning, when you were talking about self-harm, you were talking about imperfections. Do you think that's something that you, that's driven from you, from, like, a core belief you have? Yes. My core belief, I've done, like, the whole mm-hmm. workshop thing with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, 
is like I am not good enough mm-hmm. and I will never be good enough therefore I have to do everything I possibly can to be good yeah. enough so if for you're, myself and those around me you're not good enough and getting rid of imperfections is a way to somehow work towards be good at, being good enough yeah. and emotions are a flaw mm-hmm. and not having flaw, emotions like... are a way and not having them is a way for that you can be better yeah um, and because everything volcanoes yeah and everything... pain brings that out and reliefs Yes, All so I had this therapist uh, back home. It was actually last summer. Wow, that was a long time ago. <laughs> um, her name was Kristen. She was great. She was the third therapist I've had in my life who was named Kristen. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, it was really weird, actually. But um, she... I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, yeah, she, um, on one of my first sessions with her, drew out how my emotions worked as a volcano and I have used that volcano in every single aspect of my therapy since then. It is like so helpful. Yeah. Like that's that's my emotions. Mm-hmm. I'm a volcano. And it's it's just super accurate. Yeah. I don't know. So what what helps? Like anxiety <laughs> it fucking sucks. Yeah it's dude, part of it my, like, really my, does. It's it's awful. There's no way around that. <laughs> it won't ever go away. Everyone gets anxious about something. Mm-hmm. Um what have you found that helped or made it better? Um, I, it sounds so stupid, but that little trick where everyone's like, just take a deep breath. Like, me just sitting down and, like, my, my anxiety makes me super hyperactive and, like, spazzy, if you will, and I'll, like, talk really fast and I won't be organized and, like... I'll start freaking out and I'll fidget a ton and everything just, like, speeds up and goes really fast for me. So, um, me just, like, sitting down and, like, grounding myself and taking a deep breath and slowing every part of my body down, Mm -hmm. just, like, it all goes away and it's great. Um, so I totally recommend that for anyone who feels, like, who gets in that state of I can't control anything and, like, I'm literally just, like, everything is falling apart for me. Yeah. Just try to bring, like, clarity through your mind through, like, counting your breaths, like, counting your heartbeat. Another thing that helps me is, like, holding ice Mm -hmm. um, or, like, just take a drink of water. That I have also found that, like, drinking a ton of water helps my anxiety a lot. It's really stupid, but hydration is, like, the secret to literally everything. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with a lot of those. I know one of the biggest, biggest ones, um, which I learned at 3 East um, mm-hmm. Residential, was the DBT scale of TIP, which mm-hmm. is temperature, intense exercise, pace breathing, impaired muscle relaxation. Mm-hmm. Um so temperature, you the best way to do it is you take a giant bowl of cold water and put a ton of ice in it, and you want to submerge your entire head, which sounds so stupid and so silly because you're freaking out about something, go find a bowl of ice. Yeah. But seriously, if you're at home or you're somewhere where you have access to ice or something cold, when you put your head in, it stimulates your vagus nerve, which runs underneath your eyes and that's connected to your mammalian diving reflex so if you're like gonna dive into a cold thing of water your heart rate will slow down so that you can Mm -hmm. preserve your oxygen and decrease your carbon dioxide output so So your body physiologically has to slow down your heart rate and you breathe slower so so like when you're freaking out and screaming and angry and yelling and having all these emotions that shove your head physiologically (laughs) cannot fail Mm -hmm. um intense exercise doing sprints, doing anything that elevates your heart Mm -hmm. rate further will bring it back down as well because Mm -hmm. you can't maintain that forever. Yeah. Um, paired muscle pace breathing is, like, one, two, 
three, four in, like, two counts out. Pretty mm-hmm. self-explanatory, like you talked about. Um, impaired muscle relaxation. I only really use it when going to bed just to, like, calm down, but you clench different muscle groups mm-hmm. as you breathe in and then release them as they go out, and mm-hmm. you, like, let go of tension. So those are some really big ones, but if I'm really anxious about something and I'm really, really, really worked up, it won't go away no matter what if I don't let it out and just cry and complain and be irrational and be like, I just, this all sucks and I don't get it and I'm so tired of it. I just can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I don't do that, like it's so, so, so difficult to work past. So just talking to someone and breathing and yeah. Yeah. But totally. it, like, it sucks. It's impossible to get through sometimes. Like, yeah. it's, there's no, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. like, it's just hard. Sometimes um, it's just gonna be there, and... And sometimes they're all the time. Like, yeah, you're at it all day. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes it's gonna be like a, oh, like, oh my god, like, I have to, like, sign these bills or something. Yeah. Like, oh my god, like, yeah. I cannot do this. Like, this is me focusing on all of the money that I don't have. Like, how mm-hmm. am I ever going to afford this? I'm gonna lose my house. Yeah. Like, super crazy things like that. And all you gotta do is just, like... Like, get through it, like, take a couple mm-hmm. deep breaths, throw your head in a bowl of water, and <laughs> no. do it. Like, yeah. you... Ultimately, it's, like, I'm I'm a big believer of choice theories. Like, it's it's your choice mm-hmm. if you're going to get through it or not. It's your choice to be anxious, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, although, I don't like that one a lot. I feel super but it, validated. But it's so... <laughs> it's so like, true. <laughs> in the moment, everything is out of your control, mm-hmm. but I also agree with that, that mm-hmm. everything is your decision. Yeah. And it feels so out of control. It feels so out of control. You're not making the decision to be depressed. You're not making the decision for your life to suck. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I know looking back now I was because that got me relationships. That got mm-hmm. me emotions that weren't unhealth, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find things that Do won't help if you take a nice deep breath. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, I don't know. Be more chill. Yeah. Hashtag be more chill. <laughs> what? <laughs> Would you say to anyone who has struggled with anxiety, is currently struggling with anxiety, or has anxiety? So. Anyone who's having, like, a rough time. I have had this for a thick second, if you will. Um, please know that just because I'm 15, like, I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, but, like, take a deep breath, like I've said, use the coping skills that we've mentioned in this podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something that has persisted for a long time, or even if it's persisted for just, like, two or three days, if it's something that you feel is legitimately, like, hindering your work ethic or your family or your relationships in life, go see a therapist. Even if it's just for one session, like, just go see someone, go talk Mm -hmm. to someone. If it's not a licensed therapist, have it be, like, your mom or your brother or your sister or, like, your friends, like, just go speak mm-hmm. to someone, try to get it out, try to vent, do something that you know works for you, go for a run, take a bath, play with your dog. Self-care. Self-care. Mm-hmm. Do stuff for yourself before you do things for others. I've struggled with that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, just do everything that you can to make you feel better, and then whenever you are feeling motivated and you and you do feel like you can go ahead and, like, move on with your life, go for it. Like, at times, the world's not going to be able to wait for you to get your shit together. Mm-hmm. But, again, at times, moving. it's going to have to wait. Yeah. So, I don't know. Take care of yourself and, like, 
try to do as much good as you can to yourself as you inevitably do to others, so. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. It sucks. It's overwhelming, and it's awful. Um, I know, like, whenever everything just becomes too much, I just have to get out, I have to leave the situation, I have to be outside of the room, outside of the house, whatever it is that's going on, and just, like, take a deep breath and breathe, um, and I'd say it's always just so, so, so important to circle back to whatever it was that was making you anxious, Mm -hmm. um, like, stopping, that's another skill, stop, stop, take a step back, observe and proceed mindfully, Mm -hmm. just a long way of saying, take the time that you need so that you can calm down, but you Mm -hmm. always have to come back to it, because anxiety is so awful in the way that it wants you to avoid, and the more and more and more you avoid, the worse it becomes. Mm -hmm. So, as impossible as it is, if you're scared of sharks, go swimming in the ocean. Yeah. The longer you wait and think there's going to be a shark, you'll never... You'll never get to enjoy your life. Yeah. Yeah. You'll never even go near... Like, you just have to... Don't let the irrationality get the best of you. Do not let it rule your life. You are... Mm -hmm. Don't let the anxiety control you. Yeah, you are a big, strong human, and anxiety is, like, not even this tangible thing. Like, it's literally Mm -hmm. just, like, a figment. It's, like, an idea. Mm -hmm. Do not let it rule your life. Yeah. Like, I went so long letting it rule every single, like, second, every single move every single relationship. Yeah. It made me, like, I was literally living my life in fear. Yeah. do not do that. It sucks And if you have done that we don't like blank yeah we did, we both did it i understand it's, it's easier than doing the opposite mm-hmm. um but it doesn't have to be that way you don't have to be in fear you don't have to be miserable you don't have to live in a constant state of being uncomfortable mm-hmm. there's another way um to live and mm-hmm. you can be happy and calm and yeah. not worried about all that um so yeah i guess that's what i would say but thanks for listening yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, really thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you, Sadie. <laughs> I appreciate being on the show. <laughs> I hope this helps someone. It's really, really, really difficult to articulate anxiety and all these abstract yeah. concepts it's and these like little... A, like a figment. Yeah. It's weird. Like, we have feelings that whenever the same as anyone else's feelings, and we have stories that have so much emotional significance mm-hmm. for us that for someone else would be like, a tent flying to Disneyland? What on earth? Yeah, like, who's this yeah. lady? What is she talking about? Um... But hopefully from this, you were able to understand that you're not alone and that other people have gone through it too. It's a real thing. It sucks. Mm -hmm. A couple ways you can help and try and get out of it. Even just hear about people's experiences. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. We hope you enjoyed. Yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed. Goodbye. Yes, nevertheless, nevertheless, she persisted.